This is the Insurance Buzz, and we are your hosts, Michael and Courtney Weaver. We coach insurance professionals, business owners, and people just like you every day on how to live a life and have a business you are excited about. Here on the Insurance Buzz, we share the wins, the losses, and everything in between that comes with being married business partners, training in the insurance space, and growing our business side by side. We also connect with other business owners and leaders making their mark in the world and hopefully inspire you to make yours. Hey, welcome to the Insurance Buzz. We are your host, Michael and Courtney Weaver. Hello, hello. What's going on, Courtney? I have a big juicy topic that we are going to be talking about today. And if you are listening and you are struggling with closing your prospect, closing your customers, getting the sale, getting the deal, this episode is for you because I know exactly why you're not hitting your target. I know exactly what it is. What's up? You are not asking for the sale. Ooh! That's it. You're not, not asking? Nope. Not asking correctly? Not asking correctly. Not, not asking, asking at, at all. all. Mm. You don't know what it looks like to ask for the sale. And I'm saying this because I have been there. And it's something that we coach and we speak to all the time. This is probably the most common theme when we are talking with producers or we're talking with agents is assuming, is going for the ass, actually asking for what you want. So it's, it's funny you're bringing this up. Yeah. So I was just doing a, uh, I had a call with a, with a producer. So John about three months ago. And so I actually just, it's funny you're bringing this up because I just checked back in on him. Um, but three months ago, so uh, three months ago and he was a three month producer at this point in time. And so when we jumped on a call, a coaching call, I was like, all right, well walk me. Cause he's not hitting his numbers. He's, mm-hmm. he's feeling not confident. He's feeling frustrated. He's his, the agent's not happy. Um, he's not making the commission checks he wants. And so, yeah. And then you start questioning like, should I get a different job? Is this what I should be? Yes, you start questioning 100%. your whole purpose and your whole identity. And can I provide for my family? And all this doubt starts to yep. creep in. We discussed that on the call. He's like, Michael, I don't know if this is for yeah. me. And your so, confidence gets shot all of Yes, that. he was he was beat up for sure. So I'm like, well, let's just role play. Let's role play real fast so I can pinpoint where at it in the conversation. So, of course, we practice the first half of the conversation. And and so we go through the elevator pitch and the rapport building and the hot button and qualifying the lead. And I'm like, that's pretty good. Like, yeah. tweak this, tweak this, tweak this. But, yeah, you're with it. So let's try the presentation. So we go through the presentation and he uses the storytelling. And I'm like, well, this is down pretty good. Like, you're, you're doing some good stuff. And he goes into the value statements and then he goes into the recap and then he presents the price. And then he just waits. I'm like, bingo. <laughs> we have found a major problem. You're not telling the customer how to get started mm. with you. You're not telling them what they need. It was just a role play of, hey, for everything we're doing today for you, it's going to be $250 a month. And that was it. That's it. That little tweak, though. So long story short, after three months, he has more than tripled his production in 90 days just by assuming the sell, going straight into the close, making sure it's simple for the customer, and most importantly, 
telling the customer like, hey, this is what we need to get started. So do you, would you agree that that is the most important piece in the entire sales presentation? Yeah. And that's the number one reason that you, you, you might not be closing as many deals as you want, or you might not be closing the prospect. Is that the number one reason? Well, if you're not, if you don't know how to ask for payment information, it's going to be hard to, hard to close deals. So yeah. I'm going to say yes on that. So, because here we go. I mean, just in this case, he goes from writing 20 to 22 policies a month to now thir three months after this call, 60 policies, like triple production in 90 days, just by assuming the sell. And so when I say assume the sell, it's, Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, for everything we talked about today, it's going to be $250 a month. Are you putting that on a Visa, MasterCard, or American Express? So why do you think that there's that hesitation? So fear. Yeah. Fear of coming across, I'm sure, is pushy mm -hmm. or fear of upsetting the customer. All these... All these um, fears that we make up in our mind because we're, our, we are either our worst enemy or our best friend. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that when you're getting all started off in sales, and especially when it comes to money, because mm -hmm. we're not used to talking about money. I mean, in my, in my household growing up, we never talked about money when you're, when you're asking people for payment information, like this is hard for a lot of people. This was hard for me when I very first got started. And I know that it's the same for you. It's still uncomfortable for me because it's twofold. Because not only do I have to ask for money, I have to ask for payment information, which gives me like a ball in my throat to talk about. I also have to ask for what I want and I have to be very clear to the customer. Like I have to tell them what to do. And that for me still, there's that hesitation mm -hmm. of, I don't want to be told no. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to sound stupid. Fear of rejection, fear of no, yep. Because I'm trying to learn something new. I have all, so I, I would agree. It's a lot of fear and it's a lot of like, if I don't do this, I, I put it almost like on this pedestal because this is how you get paid. This is how you make a living. So you almost tie, at least I almost tie my identity up and being able to provide and who I am as a person with you know, how I am showing up at, at work mm -hmm. and it, there's just a lot. Of let's talk, let's, let's dive okay. into this just real fast though. Um, and then I want to share, and then I want to dive into this just real fast, but then I want to share maybe some things of what not to do. Yeah. Like, like as you go for the close, let's role play. Yeah. Um, how to actually assume the cell with a couple different variations of getting the payment information, but you brought up an interesting one that I didn't say earlier. Fear mm -hmm. of rejection, fear of no. Yeah. What 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 scares you about about no? Okay, so this is my big fear is that I don't think that I'm good enough at sales. And if somebody tells me no, they are just affirming that that doubt was right that I, I might not be good at this and I might not make it and who am I to do it? So it's, it's this deep, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it just, 
you feel very insecure of I have to ask for something and if they tell me no trying not to take that personally of it's not a no to me it's a no to the product um, or the thing that I'm offering to sell so I, I think it's that I think it's the this fear of number one I don't want to sound stupid so I want to do it right um, and number two I don't want to be rejected because then they then it's like oh man maybe I'm not good enough for this maybe I'm not cut out for this maybe I shouldn't be doing this you know yeah, is that the story you're telling yourself oh absolutely yeah that's the thing that drives me is to prove that I am capable I am worthy I can reach my potential that and so that only comes with reps. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know that, but there's still that hesitation and that fear of, I, I just, I'm scared of asking for not only what I want, but talking about money and it not going how I want it to, or how I think it should go. So how could you reframe that? Because no suck, like yeah. for sure. Um, until you get your reps in, until you get your reps nose in, can, nose can 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 beat it, can get at you. They can beat you down. They can, um, yeah. So I hate that because that is literally the answer to everything. Like anything that you want, if you are a beginner, the only way you have to push through that is by taking action towards it. So I know that it's there. So I think the reframe for me is to, instead of focusing on the no, I always want to focus on, if I don't offer this, what happens to them? Mm -hmm. Like putting almost my fear, like it's still here. It's, it's still, you know, very present, but putting a bigger fear in front of it of, okay, so my fear of rejection is very much a me thing. Like, I, I don't want to be told no in this insecurity. But if I put the fear of if something happens to them and I didn't ask this question, is that a bigger fear that can drive me? So that's what I've done to reframe Okay, is let a bigger fear drive of number one, I don't want to be the person that doesn't ask them about life insurance, about their liability, that doesn't have the balls to say Hey, I know nobody's talked to you about this. I want to be the person that talks to you because what if something happens to that person? Right. So that's a bigger fear that I've just put in its place. Mm. Um, and that kind of goes in line with not reaching my potential. So I can be scared. Yeah. I can be very intimidated and feel very insecure and still show up anyways, because I know that number one, I have the potential and the capability to do it. And number two, I'm going to miss an opportunity to change somebody's life if I, if I don't get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. No, I mean, and I would also challenge, cause you're not the only one that feels like this. I mean, this is, this is a pretty common, um, <laughs> this is pretty common uh, yeah, amongst I, a lot of individuals in sales insurance. Um, so I would also challenge, I don't want to say challenge, but consider the, controlling the controllables all you can do is control the conversation you That's can true. control your development you can control and so at the end of the conversation if they say no mm. 
don't take it personal. Like, yeah, releasing the outcome. Yeah. Like yeah. you can only control a great conversation and educating the customer and, and asking for the sell in the proper way. And But if they say no, they're not saying to no to you. They're just yeah. saying no to the product you offer. Yeah. I, but I still think that that's hard to differentiate. It is. And also remember, a no isn't a, a no is a no for now. It's not a no forever. Yeah. But... If you go for no, mm -hmm. eventually you're going to get a yes. Yeah. And the more reps you get, the less no's you'll get, the more yeses you'll get. But it's not always, it's not always easy to overcome that fear. And that's why you just have to push through and control yeah. what you can control. So we're talking a lot about what you can do to get better at the ask. And yeah. And I would like to know how do you practice and mm -hmm. how do you actually start implementing this? Because I know in like the fiber of my being that change requires action. So it's going to require practice. And that's the only way you get, I'm not even going to say comfortable. I'm going to say that you get less uncomfortable um, until you kind of work to that transition of, all right, I'm confident. So how do you practice the ask? How do you practice assuming? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, I mean. Do you practice on customers? Do you practice on? Great question. So no. Um, <laughs> you, no, you, you never want your first conversation of the day to be with a customer. So you want to practice with your teammates. Um, look, there's lots of development out there. Uh, there's lots of free material. I'm a fan of paying for training because when you pay for something, you're actually vested in it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're somebody that's like, I don't want to, I don't want to pay, like then take the time and go on YouTube, like develop yourself. Like you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family. You owe it to your customer to master your craft. Um, and so that's the number one thing, like develop and train. And then you want to practice with your teammates in the morning times is what I always recommend before the day gets started so that your first conversation is with a teammate to where you get the jitters out, you practice, you get consistent, overcome an objection or two, and then you get on the phones and let's let's go real. Like let's let's make it real life. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's role play some yeah. asking for the sale, what it what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So two different variations here. So the one is like I just said. So, hey, Courtney, for everything we talked about today, it's going to be $250 a month. Do you want to put that on your Visa, MasterCard, or American Express? Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So that is super direct. It's super simple because you're telling the customer exactly what you need to get this going. Like, and if it, and look, if you're a company that's routing an account number, hey, for everything we talked about today, it's $250 a month. You have your routing account number or debit card available. Like, it's the same. Like just got, you just have to make sure that you put your payment information, but telling the most importantly, what you should get from here is being direct and clear in communication. What do you need to get this going today? Because at the end of the day, you don't actually help the customer until they sign on the dotted line. Now I know you can't control the yes or the no, but you don't actually help them. You can have a great conversation with somebody. You can build rapport. You can find these commonalities. You can build the know, like, trust. You can educate them on how bad of their current policy is and what you're doing for them and why it's so much better. And But if you don't actually help them, if you don't actually get payment information to help them change their situation, you haven't actually helped them. And that's why asking for payment information or asking for the sell is so critical. 
Because if you get to the end of a conversation, and I'll get back to another role play here in a second to give a different variation, but if you get to the end of a conversation and say, so this is what you don't want to do, all right? You get to the end of a conversation, and hey, Courtney, for everything we talked about today, it's going to be $250 a month. How are you responding as a consumer? Like, let's role play this. Okay. Hey, Courtney, for everything we talked about today, it's going to be $250 a month. Okay. Um, can you email that to me? All right. Let's track it. Let's probably again. Hey, Courtney, for everything we talked about today, it's going to be $250 a month. Do you have any questions? Um, well, I need to talk to my husband. Hey, Courtney, for $250 <laughs> a month, what are you thinking? Um, it, it's a lot to digest. I need to think about it. So these are all what not to do. <laughs> all right. Do not do that. Well, and it's interesting even hearing you like rapid fire those to me. I know what to do at being in the insurance space and being a consumer. And I'm still like, you didn't ask. So I'm still kind of You have like, no idea. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know what to say here. Yeah. Hey, Courtney, for everything we talked about today, it's $250 a month. You want to put that on your Visa, MasterCard or American Express? American Express. <laughs> I need my points. <laughs> but see? Yeah. Like, so there's there, clear direction. So there is, look, you're asking for payment information. So there's only two options here. They're either giving you payment information or they're giving you an objection. Yeah. Like, let's take the guesswork out of this. Let's, let's take the, let's like, they're either signing up and you're helping them or they're going to say, I need to talk to my spouse. Can you email it? I need to think about it. I need to go check with my other agent. I'm getting other quotes. Okay. Like, those are typically the, <laughs> that's more than I was hoping for. All right, well, go. Cool. cool. It could be more. You put it on your Visa, MasterCard, American <laughs> Express. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. and the other thing is, is the close is logical. <laughs> All right, before we get into that, I could go off. I could go on a <laughs> tangent it. here. So let's, well, let's, let's role play another one real fast. So um, I like that. I like being direct in communication. This is what you need. Another variation of this that you could use is, hey, Courtney, for everything we talked about today, it's going to be $250 a month. What day of the month do you typically like to pay for your insurance? 15th. Perfect. What we can do is get everything going today. And then every month after this month on the 15th, your payment will automatically pull out. Do you want to put that on your Visa, MasterCard, or American Express? Mm. American Express again. Let's I go. Like those All right. So we just got two yeses. This is great. You're making me feel good about myself. Um, <laughs> all right. So... The other thing I want to reiterate here is number one, be super clear in your communication, make it simple. It's like the old analogy, KISS, keep it super simple. All right. The more simple you can make it on the customer, the more likely you are to get the sell. You don't want to cause any confusion. You get payment information. Don't, don't tell them what the process of closing looks like. Like you get payment information. Then what does, what does it look mm -hmm. like? All right. So don't confuse, go straight for payment information, be very clear. And then be ready to overcome some objections. All right. So, but none, like you just have to ask for payment information. You have to tell the customer what it looks like to get it started. How you paying? All right. Now, as far as I want to, I want to touch on this just real fast. Remember that the close is logical. Okay. Once you go into the close, you're not reselling anymore. What do you mean by that? You're not reselling anymore. You're not talk. You're not going to go back and resell your product. You've already you've already talked to them about the product. You've already educated them. Everything up until this point has been emotional. The close is logical. So, th does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like you have to take emotion out of the close. 
You gave someone four times the coverage. You gave them an extra million dollars in protection. That, that's like when somebody says, well, that's more than what I was hoping for. Great. And we gave you four times the coverage and it could be more. So you put that on your Visa, MasterCard or American Express. Very logical. Like, and straight back into the cell. Like, I'm not trying to debate. I'm not trying to resell them. Like, yeah, we gave you four times the coverage. It should be more. You putting that on your Visa, MasterCard or American Express. Like, I'm better protecting you. I'm giving you better customer service. Let's roll. Okay. Love this. And this could be a podcast in itself, but... <laughs> But it is something important that I just wanted to drop a little nugget. Like the close is logical. Take emotion out of the situation and close off of logic. So I want to speak to the uncomfortable silence that comes after. Mm, Yeah. The more uncomfortable, the better. (laughs) So the first person to talk loses. So you ask for the sell. Sorry, I'm cutting you off right now because I'm right. so excited. Yeah, so when you say, hey, Courtney, for everything we talked about today, it's going to be $250 a month. You're putting that on your Visa, MasterCard, or American Express. Oh, I have to talk. Oh, see, I'm not talking until <laughs> you talk. See? <laughs> oh, we're still here. I promise. We're, we're still, still here. here. Yeah. But see what I'm talking? Like, yeah. I'm not going to talk until you talk. Yeah. Because I'll, uh, what I hear a lot, and I will do this myself, I don't like silence, so I will start to fill it. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start to talk in circles and you start to like BS the customer. Yeah, because you get go uncomfortable back with the situation. Yeah. And that's fine. It doesn't matter if they're on the phone or across the desk. This is the best part. When they start to get fidgety in their seat, <laughs> I used to laugh inside because I'm like, ooh, they're going to say something. Is it going to be yes or no? But I'm not talking until they talk. The first person to talk in that situation loses. If you do not allow the customer to get uncomfortable and work through their emotions and their process, you're cheating the customer and you're cheating yourself. Let them tell you whether it's payment information or an objection. Don't go into reselling. Don't go, uh uh-uh, just stay silent, ask for payment information, and stay quiet. So good. Remember, first person to talk loses. I know. Now the rest of the podcast is just going to be complete silence. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, this is a great topic. I I would agree. I love that you brought this up. Um, So, yes, if if you are struggling right now, closing sales, always assume the sell. Go straight into payment information, information. Make sure it's super simple on the customer. Just tell them exactly what you need. Great. For everything we're doing today, it's going to be $250 a month. Putting that on your Visa, MasterCard, or American Express today. Yeah. Super simple. Make it simple. Don't explain the closing process until after you've gotten payment information. Sit in the silence. Make Too it much weird. information is makes makes the buying process complicated. Yeah. Simplicity wins. Well, because then I start to get decision fatigue. Yes. Because you're like, now you've made it hard. I'm like, Ugh. so when does this typically get brought up? It typically gets brought up when somebody asks for payment information and they're silence on the phone. Oh, well, let me tell you what the process looks like. No, don't do that. Do not like just sit in the silence, wait until they give you either payment information, objection, and then go from there. But always, always, always assume the sell. Always, always, always assume the sell. You have to ask for payment information. Let's talk about hesitation. Because silence is good after you ask for payment information, but silence is not good before you ask for payment information, correct? You just roll right into it after you present. Oh, never hesitate after you present the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I thought you meant like asking questions. I'm like, no, that's no, you want to be, you want to, <laughs> you want to listen. Um, no. So yeah, the big thing is, is with, with that, um, no hesitation. When you deliver the price, it's straight into payment information. What do you need to get this going? Okay. Great question. Yeah. So building confidence. Mm-hmm. Reps, Reps, practice, develop, read books. Yeah. YouTube. No, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to get a ball in your throat. You're going to start Weaver sweating. Academy. <laughs> yeah. like, seriously. Yeah. Like we have the blueprint for success. If you're an insurance professional looking to take your game to the next level, we have the blueprint for you. Yeah. We've worked with over 10,000 professionals. Like it works. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Assume the sell. You take this one little nugget, it can freaking change your life. Yeah. He three X'd his in the, in app count. And what? 90 days? Yeah. An average of 22 to, to from 22 to 20, 20 to 22 apps. I'm sorry. Words are hard this morning. I've had too much coffee. So 20 <laughs> to 22 apps. The first ultimately three and a half to four months of his career after one coaching call and starting to assume the cell he's at 60 apps now and he's done it two months in a row it's not a it's not a coinkadink i guess a <laughs> i love it and it'll build confidence i think that's the the thing for me that I'm always searching for is how do I grow? How do I expand? How do I reach my potential? And how do I feel more confident in who I am and what I'm doing? Yeah. And look, this is the same way. I know we just kind of role played a PNC sales conversation. It's the same way of life insurance. When you get to the end of a life insurance conversation, Hey, Mr. And Mrs. Customer talked about the million dollars in, in benefit. You're going to put that on Visa, MasterCard or American Express today. It's the same thing, no matter what you're like, sells the sales. Yeah. All right. So always assume the sell. That's all I got for you today. That's all I got too. Mic drop. Let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you try this out, we would love to hear your feedback. We have a challenge for you. Mm -hmm. If you were listening and this is something that you're struggling with or you're looking to improve in this category, you want to drive your sales forward, you want to build more confidence, text us and let us know when you try it and how it worked out. We want to be your hype squad. Yes, hit oh. us up. 816-727-7610, all right? When you assume the sell for the first time, text me, let me know how it goes. We would love to celebrate with you. So um, as always, my friends, time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have. We appreciate you taking your day and spending it with us. Go out and make it great. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Insurance Buzz. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review. If you want to take your insurance agency to the next level and join our community, simply check out Weaver Sales Academy at www.weaversa.com. Again, that's www.weaversa.com or visit the show notes on our new and current programs we have available exclusively for you. As always, time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have and I appreciate you spending it with me. See you on the next episode.